Salutations, people. Give me one second. Fluid Panic bringing us in with their song Caro. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, we um, don't have a lot of time today. I'll put this link in the description. I always say that, but you know, you're more than welcome to go to our SoundCloud and find it there. I wish I could say I'll put this in there, but it might be this week's uh, podcast intro. Salutations, my friends. I won't lie. I'm kind of still getting stuff situated over here. I still got to plug my phone in and a couple of other things. Uh, salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. There's no background, so you're only looking at uh, what you see before you. I had to take the background down because of some other interviews and things I was taking care of. And uh, as elegant as that is, I couldn't have that popping up, so I had to get rid of that. Um, I feel like I should apologize for freaking out last week about uh, the BLM witches, but I really won't. Um, I really won't. I won't lie. I have a lot of other topics that I, that I do kind of want to get into that, that correlate with it. Uh, you know, literally after I got done doing that Instagram live with you guys, I came up with an entire like list of, of additional topics to basically go over. Um, in the previous Instagram live, I basically talked about how BLM is conducting techno sorcery or what I would consider techno sorcery, harvesting hashtags and stuff like that, um, where they're able to basically kill people, resurrect them through hashtags, and then manipulate their image for their own purposes. Um, necromancy, techno sorcery, that's what I would call it. I kind of want to apologize, but at the same time, I don't. And so what I'm trying to say is I got done doing that episode with you guys and just tried to jot down as much as I literally could just thought vomit out with information that correlates to that. So I'm just going to fly through that and some of it actually pertains to what we're talking about here. Uh, but before I get into the show, let me go ahead and give you guys a few quick updates. You may have noticed it right there in the bottom, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Uh, join our, our exclusive membership. We will be doing a show again. We'll be having a meeting next week or this Friday for two hours. Um, Going over a lot of different personal stuff, I'll kind of keep it short with you guys. I don't want to divulge too much until we get a couple things moving on my end. Uh, but we might have to go to a format where we do Instagram Lives 
publicly like this every other week um, because my schedule is going to get pretty overloaded with a lot of the things I got to take care of and setting aside time like this to where we can get like this and then having to put out the episodes and put them together uh, it is very time consuming so we might have to cut back to doing a, a, a Instagram live every other week uh, for a while now I'm, I'm not sure for how long you know who knows I might just be jumping the gun I might be able to integrate some of this other work I'm doing very easily and we, and we won't have to switch up but I'm kind of letting you guys know uh, ahead of time that going into the latter seasons of the of the year we probably won't be having uh, Instagram lives as frequently or, or at least like two hour, two hour long Instagram lives I'm not sure uh, but setting aside this type of time and doing the type of work that comes with it afterwards it is very time consuming so in the future we may not have it depending on how difficult the outside work is and if we're able to integrate it into all this um, but yeah patreon.com forward slash freedom faction when you join the exclusive membership everything I said right there doesn't really apply to you you still get access to what we're doing we still have like our regular meetings we're still on point with a lot of things let me get this out of here I always put on chapstick because uh, I'm dehydrated out here in the desert <clears throat> you still get access to all the things that we're doing and more um, as well as set aside time like this that's dedicated with other exclusive members and people that are actually trying to get in uh, get informed with the content um, again it's kind of like what we do over here on the podcast page but it's a little bit more distilled and at the same time active and impactful uh, and exclusive members you get you guys hear them chime in every other day or so and they really talk to you about it and i think it's a very very sweet setup that we have going uh, and so when you guys do join our exclusive membership program you actually help secure the development because it's already launched the development of our web app uh, freedomsfaction.disciplemedia.com i'll put the link for that in the description bar below um, and there are going to be a couple of other things too that are going to be launching in the latter months of the year because the out the external work that we're doing and I'm very excited about that so yeah there are sacrifices we may not be here with you as frequently but there will be other impactful things that we do that kind of make up for that so I'm kind of sorry but at the same time I think you'll be you'll be appreciative of what we do um, instead so lastly you know I kind of want to I kind of want to bring out the uh, the my Patriot supply and talk about them being like our exclusive supplier and stuff like that but I feel like I do that time and time again, and I don't want to bore you so much with that. You know, we, we, we will play clips for that in uh, the show, whatever you guys listen to it. But um, I'm not going to beat you over the head, man. If you guys don't understand about food shortages, inflation, you know, going to different stores and stuff like that, and seeing that some of your supplies isn't there and that stuff's gradually increasing, if you don't want to take the time to, 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 to prepare, that's not, I can't help you with that. Uh, you know, speaking of exclusive members, one of our exclusive members actually messaged us uh, information that kind of confirms what I was already dealing with here locally, that food suppliers are unable to get certain types of food. They're unable to, they're unable to call certain places, certain distributors and, and, and request certain food because it's not there. Uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we covered how certain cities that have the defund the police movement are not receiving uh, regular shipments of food, regular shipments of supplies, and things like this, because they're being hijacked, they're being they're being robbed, and so while you have this whole defund the police movement, people are afraid to go to work, people are afraid to give shipments of food, supplies, and other things like this.
because they're not safe. And so if you don't want to get storable food while you still can, that's up to you. Uh, we have a supplier for that. We're trying to provide you with that. Uh, they are, they, they have 20, they have over a decade's worth of experience in the industry. They have been working through COVID-19. They didn't take that whole uh, non-essential, we're essential bullcrap. They opened up two other facilities. They got approved by the FDA. They got their, sh their, their, shipping down, their shipping times down to at least a week or two from it being eight weeks. And so if you don't want to prepare now, I'm not sure there's any other time that you can. So those are the, those are the only updates I have for you guys. Uh, I'll, um, I'll kind of explain my lackadaisical nature right now. I went for my usual seven mile hike before the run. It was nice, but you know, I won't lie. There is some stuff that happened over the past weekend that really, I'll just shoot you straight. It really, it really fucked with my vibe. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing over here on, on the back end to help improve what we're doing over here on the front end. And uh, unfortunately, there are people that are always trying to see your success and then absorb what they can from it. And that's okay uh, because they don't understand. They don't understand their own emotional insecurity and how that sometimes comes off at a violent, a violent nature. You know, we've talked about this before as well. Um, the lack of authentic masculinity creating a vacuum for toxic masculinity and so here on and so forth. What I'm trying to say is you're always going to have people that don't necessarily understand uh, your mo your motives, your core values, your morals, the things that you do, and that's okay. These are tests given to you that allow for you to really ask yourself, is this what I believe in? Or is this something that, 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 that I choose to delude me? And so I think what I'm trying to say is you're going to have people that come into your life, whether or not you love them or whether or not you hate them, they constantly challenge you to see whether or not you're disillusioned and to see if you're really about what you say and if your word means what you say and if you actually hold true to your own word. You know, I think the easier way for me to say everything I'm saying and then, and then I'll just jump into stuff is uh, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. Uh, I use a lot of words. But I'm at heart like an artist. I like to draw, I like to write, I like to create things, I like to be a, 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 a individual that produces content. That's how it's phrased these days. And you're gonna have people that try to take that from you because they're not sure of the power that they have inside of them. A lot of the work that I'm doing that you guys see today, and I talk about it over there on the show sometimes, how the podcast is somewhat of a redemptive work for some of what I used to do like hip hop, rap, EDM, and all that other stuff. A lot of the work that you guys are seeing is me trying to keep that promise to the younger version of myself to not be a failure, to not fall beneath those standards, those expectations, those morals, those things that you have in high regard. And so when you guys see me coming up here week after week, growing, succeeding, failing, sometimes getting stories wrong, uh, sometimes swearing, sometimes losing my cool, sometimes coming before you reading different stories, different scriptures, comparing them to different things that are happening in real time. This is not an act. This is a natural process that I would believe everybody else is going through. You guys just have the benefit and the privilege of watching me go through this. And so when I tell you a lot of the work that you're seeing before you is me trying to keep that promise to that younger version of myself. Like I'm kidding you not. Even if this doesn't pan out, thank you Kmot. Even if this doesn't pan out, I will still go create like a whole 
a whole web comic, a whole book series, a whole like anime, a whole game. That's stuff that I'm like literally doing on my fourth time, on my fourth job, like when I, whenever I actually have like a real minute to chill. <laughs> and I say this because what you're seeing is 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 is, is not like a reaction to this tyranny and to this like this this nonsense that we're seeing but you're seeing it kind of like as a necessity when i tell you i didn't want a lot of the things that i have now that's because they were given to me and that i'm not as kate mott says i'm not a great man you know i'm not that smart either like i'm, I'm just coming into contact with things that are sometimes outside of my realm of comprehension and so i have to rise in order to 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 understand it that's why I don't sit up over here and try to insult your guys' intelligence, dumbing things down, making making foolish statements. I thoroughly believe that if I give you the same fire that I'm inheriting, you too will be able to take it and transform. You too will understand the things that I'm saying and what I'm going through and, 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 and interpret it for your own growth. Thank you, uh, Victor Coria, and thank you, Kate Mott. I'm just, just trying to set the stage. So when I tell you that I'm trying to keep that promise to the younger version of myself, and that I tell you guys all the time that I am a nerd, that I'm not some soldier, that I'm not some thug, that I'm not some any of whatever this is, I'm EJ. But I think by now you guys kind of get that. And I'm gonna stay true to that. But what's happening is we're being confronted with such overwhelming and overt oppression that a certain part of us gets to ha, has to take a back seat and another another form of us has to step forward like i'll put it to you this way this is this is a personal example i should just let you guys like know all these topics i'm just going right into talking let me know let, let me tell you guys these topics and then i'll use that example uh here are the topics we're going to go through zebellion the white house siege multi-generational warfare misinformation Demographic replacement, uh, how, the opposition, how the opposition uses misinformation to portray freedom fighters as lunatics. Uh, the archetypal thing to say is one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Uh, Hillary Clinton and Joy Behar said that a lot of the lockdown protesters, these anti-lockdown protesters, that these were terrorists. Look at these terrorists holding their weapons at protests. Yeah, that's right, because your freedoms terrorize other people so we'll get into that but those are a few of the topics that we'll talk about the example i wanted to use with you guys um and i've kind of been alluding to it like all september and october is that i i, I do want to become a father like this is cool and all doing what we're doing is nice having an influence having like a a presence on the internet and social media it's nice and all but it doesn't pay the bills it doesn't get my child here it helps me like refine the thought process to understand what's going on, but it doesn't compare to real world growth. And what I mean by that is when I'm with my old lady, man, she corrects my thinking. So she, she corrects my thinking. I'm a very angry and sometimes violent person that's unnecessary and that comes from my upbringing. And if I did not have a patient and a sweethearted lady uh, to help me work through a lot of these things, I wouldn't be in this uh, position that I am in today. And I tell you guys, all of what I'm trying to explain to you because they're trying to cut down on normal human interactions. It's freaking COVID-19. They're telling you not to hug people, not to shake hands, not to communicate. Speaking English spreads COVID-19. It's like, what? 
I'm, I'm trying to explain to you like the natural human experience in comparison to all these other things that are going on and why you have to understand where you're going and what you're what you're going through and how that's a part of the process as well. Like you're going to experience adversity and whenever you choose to experience adversity consciously, instead of put it behind you on the back burner, acting like it's non-existent, you're able to overcome it. You're able to conquer it. You're able to put it in perspective. It doesn't have its, uh, doesn't have power over you. Does that make sense? And so when I'm explaining this stuff to you, that's me saying, oh, well, I'm affected by these things, but they don't really matter. It's acknowledging them and having awareness of these things, but not fully letting it uh, uh, impact your thought decision or your thought making process. I hope that makes sense. So the example I was using was wanting to become a father, but at the same time, having 300,000 followers and having a podcast audience such as yourself that's listening and the responsibility that comes with that, always having to rise above, striving to be better, being aware of what you want, what's required of you, and what you have to give back. I would hope that everybody has these type of, uh, these type of moral conflicts, these type of, uh, deep interpersonal connections. And so I think that's a better way for me to start talking about uh, Zebelian and the White House siege, multi-generational warfare. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is they're breaking down the family structure. They're breaking down our values. They're breaking down our foundations. They're breaking down everything. They're breaking down, they're having a fight against men and women, genders, you know, class warfare and all this different stuff. And it's terrible. It truly is terrible. And the sad part is, is you're going to have to figure out where you were at on the scale of things. I think a lot of people want to be conscientious objectors who, who see this stuff and don't get involved. And you're more than welcome to take that stance. And even, even in action is a decision. This is something I'm having to come to grips with myself, you know, and this is something I'm trying to beat into your guys' head. The truth has no sides, but actions do have consequences. When I'm trying to expose all these people, that's going to get a target on my back. That's going to get me called a fascist or a bootlicker or a white supremacist or as uh, one as, as, as one follower thought I was some 31 year old man smoking meth uh, in Ohio in my mother's basement. Wow. And so what people have to understand is this is the assault that we're up against. But at the same time, these are the people that we're waking up. So I hope that little that little that little tidbit and insight into my world helps you guys really understand that when you Tune in here. You're not gonna just get conspiracy theory. You're gonna get you're gonna get an explanation on conspiracy fact. You're gonna get an explanation as to why we've reached this point, why shit is so crazy, why we can't go back, why we have to go through, and why we have to understand there is no better tomorrow other than the one that we forged to today. Like I kid you not, I'm over here like in my semi-patriotic gear. I'm out there representing every other black man that can't say these thoughts that doesn't understand that there's a narrative out there being created for them. It's called trailblazing, blazing the path, setting, telling the truth. But that's why it's not even about me. It's about what we represent, sticking to the point and getting the information out. This is what I've been aligned to. Like I said before, truth has no sides, but actions have consequences. So let me just go ahead and get into stuff. I feel like I've wasted way too much time talking about personal stuff and ranting with you guys. Uh, you know, just just uh, this past week, we talked about uh, the White House siege, Operation Overthrow. You guys can go listen to it on our podcast. Uh, 
Now the Ames Begin did a fantastic article about the Transition Integrity Project and Operation Overthrow, George Soros's funded project that has a plan to put Trump in, that has a plan to install Biden in place if Trump doesn't uh, leave from office. So we talked about that on this past episode, but what I wanna do is draw your attention to uh, earlier this year, June 9th, I took the time at like the end of the day to do like a 22 minute video breaking down the Pentagon releasing um, a memo talking about Zebellion, where they talked about essentially Generation Z breaking off from society and becoming such a recognizable force that it had to be dealt with. Um, why am I making the leap between the, between the White House siege and Zebellion? People think that the White House siege is nothing to pay attention to. People think that Chaz and Chop is nothing to pay attention to. People think that Antifa is nothing to pay attention to. This is foolish thinking because people don't understand escalation. The fact that Antifa has only intensified as they've been like a constant presence throughout this administration, they're going to amplify. So I'll put that link for Zebellion in the description bar because we don't have a lot of time to go over it. But what I'm saying is they went over this, they released this back in June. It's only been a couple of months since then and they're already doing the White House siege. This is after Chaz and Chop. And so what I'm trying to say and what you'll listen to when you go listen to the Zebellion is they are preparing for a, for a, a radical a radical movement of extremists to break off from society and that they will use Bitcoin, uh, resource stealing and management, uh, informational terrorism and all kinds of other things to cause to cause what could only be described as uh, disruptive techniques or disruptive measures to the existing government. And when you're talking about all this stuff, it really does sound like something out of a movie, but when you're putting the pictures together, you, it's right there for you. I think, you know, when we're looking at it last week, I kind of, I kind of blew my lid on Patrice Cullors, the co-founder of BLM, admitting that she conducts witchcraft. I blew my lid on that. I didn't even have time to talk about COVID-19. But when you talk about, again, multiple different groups organizing a, 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 a overthrow, a bought and paid for overthrow by foreign interests, how can, how can you not be aware of this? How are we not hearing about this like on the mainstream media? I feel like by even talking about this and posting about it, I'm putting the target on my back. I don't hear, I don't really hear anybody else like having a certain level of severity and awareness to the fact that people are congregating, organizing this, doing it day in and day out. I mean, again, like this is fucking terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I wish I could say, oh no, it, this, this, this is just a bunch of liberals over there LARPing. It's really not, it's really not. These are high, these are, these are, these are highly funded, well-organized terrorists who are out there making lists, uh, being aware of the opposition, checking them twice, coming to your local area, and then they're 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 getting ready for conflict. Like it is a very very terrifying situation. Whenever you've seen some of the communications that we have, and so all I want to say is that as things intensify, you're going to see a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense because a lot of people are low are are, are, are low IQ low inf low information people. And so when you have a lot of people that think voting is going to fix this, they're, they're, they're not aware of the outside threats and the internal threats that, are, that, that we are facing. And so last week when I'm freaking out about the spiritual 
operating system of these people, the psycho-spiritual configuration of our adversary and how they are willing to manipulate your image, how they are willing to kill you and then they are willing to take your image and then manipulate it for their own purposes. People don't understand that. They'll come out here and say, oh, that nigga EJ, he was confused talking about freedom. The hell was he talking about? They'll kill me and then they'll say, oh, look, he, he, he was doing all this, that, and the third. People don't understand this. Like, let me break down multi-generational warfare. Let me skip past that. Let me skip past the Zebellion in the White House siege. Let me break down multi-generational warfare. You know, and I kind of touched on it over, over the couple of weeks. That right now, because school has been canceled to a degree, they shut school down for the rest of the year. They deployed all these kids out there in the street. They ain't got nothing else to do. They exported that creative arts and that liberalism and all that other radicalization out there in the street. So they're having, they're, they're basically having people, academics and people who are not in school conflict on the street. This is one generation out there fighting on the street. So while you have one generation dealing with nonsense, you're saying, hey kids, guess what? School's back on open. Just go get on, go ahead, get on, on get up in here. All you gotta do is put the face mask on. All you gotta do is have your temperature read. See, for one generation, they indoctrinate them. They get them out there into the streets, they get them fighting with one another, or you, or you dehumanize them. You get them out there fighting with each other. Anarchists, terrorists, white supremacists, they're all out there on the streets. The other generation, you indoctrinate them. You bring them inside of COVID-19 infected schools. You say, hey, if you want your education, this is how it's gonna be. So you've already got one that's dehumanized and fighting with one another and the other you've got over here like indoctrinated. The third one, the elderly and the conscientious subjector, you dehumanize them. You say, well, shucks, we just gotta get rid of all these old folks. Oh, what, you don't wanna vote? Oh, what, you don't want a vaccine? Oh, what, you don't wanna fight in the streets? How dare you? What are you, a cuck or a coward or a lame or a insert some kind of derogatory term there? You see the, again, the multi-generational warfare. It's the people that brought it in that they're gonna start talking the crap about. The people that are gonna come up, they gotta indoctrinate them so they don't know what the hell's going on, scramble their brains. And the ones that actually could do something about everything, you get them fighting amongst themselves out there in the streets. You see, that's how the king wins. He doesn't have to lift a finger. All he has to do is get the people with the pitchforks fighting people against fighting against the people with the torches, and that's it. King doesn't have to do anything. This is what I mean by multi-generational warfare. This is why we're going into a civil war, because it's been organized to do so. This is why they're they're again, this is the Zebellion. This is the White House siege. This is people thinking that there is a political solution to this deeply spiritual problem. When I freak out last week about Patrice Cullors, one of the BLM co-founders, admitting that she practices witchcraft, it's not about Patrice Cullors, dude. It's, it's, it's not about witchcraft. It's about the powers behind them, bro. Here, let me let me do this before I even get started. I'm just gonna fly through. <laughs> I'm just gonna fly through like a couple of topics that I didn't put together in a cohesive way. Um, that we've covered here on the show that don't even relate to Black Lives Matter admitting that uh, they practice witchcraft. You know, we've talked about the New Age religion. We've talked about uh, prayers to crystals, redirecting our thoughts to creation instead of honoring our creator. We've talked about symbols, rule of the world. We've talked about mantras, spells. We've talked about hexing people, right? The satanic panic of the 80s. I've got a new document right here. I, I, I printed it off. We've talked about Marina Abramovich, spirit cooking public rituals, something we went over just last week, uh, hybrid spirituality, 
magic activism, right? Uh, this mix and match magic style that people want to do. Things like Christian witches, drugs, psychedelics, becoming the portway, opening the dark portals. You know, the externalization of the hierarchy by, by Alice Bailey, removing the Bible from common nomenclature, uh, tearing down the Ten Commandments. Like, give me time to actually put together like a comprehensive of a comprehensive list of occult topics that show that we are being underneath a spiritual assault. This is spiritual warfare. I could break it down to you. I could break it down to you. But see, that's the problem. People don't understand that that's how demoralization works. People have been so beaten down and disenfranchised from their power, giving it to a to a system that's designed to take it from you. It's like how are you going to? It's like how are you going to give your power to a system that's only going to redirect it and manipulate it against you? You're a fool for thinking that it's going to save you. What you need to do is retain what little power you have, keep that system on notice, and, and be mindful of what they're wanting from you and ask if you even want to be a part of that type of system. Not really. I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry because I'm not able to effectively put it together that from the co-founder of BLM admitting that she, she practices witchcraft, that it's not about her. Marina, Marina Abramovich admits she practices witchcraft. Lady Gaga admits she practices witchcraft. Beyonce admits, admits she, she practices witchcraft. Hillary Clinton's been known to frequent some rituals in Hades, so she hasn't admitted that she practices witchcraft, but she's been around associates uh, that practices witchcraft. John of God, one of uh, Oprah's spiritual leader. He's spiritual leaders. He's been found trafficking children. Like you've got to really put the connections together. So when this is their psycho spiritual configuration, their operating system, what do you think they're going to produce? It's not peace, I'll tell you that. It's not peace, it's not bliss, it's not harmony. It's power, it's control, manipulation, subversion, ideological subversion, spiritual warfare. So that was last week. That was the sad part. That was last week and I couldn't effectively explain it to you. This week, we don't even get to talk about that. This week, we have to talk about, well, Antifa is basically gearing up. They're outside the White House. They're in, they're, they're, they're in different areas of the nation taking time to, 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 to have organized marches against government officials. And this isn't a real revolution. I think that's what people really need to understand. This is a bought and paid for ideology that people don't want to trace the, the that don't want to trace it back to. And so oh, again, God dang it. This is just how my mind works. I'm not mad at Antifa. I'm not mad at PLM. I'm mad at the powers behind them. And I, and I pointed this out in an exclusive member session. Somebody had asked me, you know, about Trump. And I said, well, when you're looking at the political theater of things, there has to be a protagonist and there has to be an antagonist. This is why I hate being considered like a conservative or a Republican or any of these type of uh, uh, these type of labels is because of how things are working right now. The Overton window being pushed, uh, us having to adopt to terrorism, extremism, and 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 and, uh, and all this other nonsense. Because I don't want to go around bombing people and shooting people and stabbing people and overthrowing the government. Well, apparently, I'm a conservative now. This is this is this is how things work. And so to move on past the topics of how to, how uh, misinformation ties into all of this, how the opposition uses it to portray freedom fighters as lunatics, is precisely what I said before. 
that one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. I am now being considered like a bootlicking fascist or some type of authoritarian because I don't want to go, I don't want to lean towards chaos. These people that are out there doing this, these aren't real anarchists. These are extremists. These are terrorists. Anarchists are people that don't want to be bothered. They'll say, you know, hey, leave me alone. They'll go out and they'll go live in the woods. They don't need to be bothered. No gods, no rules, no masters, no nothing. This is not that. This is terrorism. This is overthrowing the existing system and damning anybody that gets in the way. This is terrorism. This isn't anarchism. I, out of all respect, I consider myself like an anarchist. But this is not anarchy. What this is, is terrorism. There's a, there is a much bigger difference. This is criminal terrorism too, because we are being held hostage. This is ideological subversion, but people don't understand that. But the topic is, is how does, how does the opposition use misinformation to portray freedom fighters as lunatics? Simply by even having these type of discussions with you guys week after week, with the tightening censorship and the tightening control that's taking place, I will eventually be labeled like an information terrorist or a thought criminal. This is COVID-1984. This is not a time frame where people really understand like how fast it's having to happen. It's like a blitzkrieg. That's why I covered it just a couple weeks ago that they're arresting the opposition from Millie Weaver to, uh, 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 I forget the lady's name in Australia, but the pregnant mother, Zoe, the pregnant mother who had a, an ultrasound an hour beforehand, they're arresting the opposition and people, people aren't aware of it. I mean, my God, look at this. I, we started this week off with this article, um, with this article from, from, from uh, summit.news right here. I'll just read the quick headline. It says, and it's a report from, from Reuters. It says COVID whistleblowers are making money from tattling on those who break the rules. Now, that's not what I'm looking for. That is not what I'm looking for. They're arresting conspiracy theorists. That's what I want to get right here. Uh, in Australia, Victorian government pushes new bill to detain coronavirus quote conspiracy theorists. This is put up by Nima Harris over there, News Punch. She put this up September 18th. And it says that the Victorian government are to debate a new bill in the state parliament, which, give, which would give authorities sweeping powers to forcibly detain quote high risk coronavirus spreaders. And then it goes on to say people that have tested or people who have questioned coronavirus and more. Um, it's, it's, it, it truly is kind of crazy to see like where the world is going so fast. And so when you're talking about misinformation, you've got to ask the question of how long is it until they try to start saying what I'm doing is informational terrorism, is like a criminal because I'm putting out alternative talking points that question the narrative. You know, they'll... <laughs> I wish I could say that I didn't already have that thought that I wasn't being followed or that I wasn't being monitored. Uh, but I think at this point, everybody's wondering, hey, why the hell isn't Freedom Faction taken down? Why is he still allowed to operate? Your guess is as good as mine. I think they have something special lined up for me, but you know, I suppose we'll cross that bridge when it happens. Uh, right here, and this is an article that comes from the Free Thought Project. Armed president confronts COVID-19 testing teams conducting random door-to-door -door blood tests. This is where it's gonna get kind of crazy um, because people aren't gonna to wanna to go along with this. They don't wanna be a part of this medical martial law and there will be consequences. And so when one man's freedom fighter, somebody saying, hey, I don't wanna have my rights trampled upon, you're gonna have them viewed as a terrorist. You're already seeing it with the, the mask dilemma. 
where people who don't want to ma wear the mask are considered Karens, you know, or just psychopathic white people. And I'm just like, damn, how is this about race? Uh, I, I, I'll talk about that in the second segment. Uh, you're, he says incoming food shortage. I'll talk about that in the second segment uh, when talking about uh, demographic replacement, food shortages, artificial scarcity, austerity measures, and how to prepare for what's coming. Um, if if I'll, if we can get through talking about misinformation and stuff like that, I'll get into that. But we we we, we do have something where we will be talking about incoming food shortages. Uh, but, but to get back to misinformation, creating a lot of the problems that we're seeing today. A couple weeks ago, I put out with the exclusive members a listing of, I think, like 16 jobs that Business Insider put up together of uh, post-pandemic professions that were doing very well, uh, that if people wanted to go figure out like new trades or new skills or like a new hustle or something like that, like a side hustle, just a way for people to make cash in between like the lockdowns. Business Insider put together like a list of articles or a list of a list of jobs and uh, how they were doing. And at the very, 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 very bottom of it was contact tracing. It's like you could be, you could do game development, you could do uh, user interface, you could do, uh, uh, you could do script writing, you could do uh, app development, you could do like a lot of different stuff. They have like a lot of different things on it. But the number one job that was in demand for people creating money during the lockdown was contact tracing. And so when, when, when you look at what's happening right now, it's such a fast, it's such a blitzkrieg and such a fast switch of what we think of, of normal, of logical, of, 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 of rational. It's such a switch on that, that people can't catch it. It's, and that's why a lot of things are, are seeming like it's an assault on your intelligence and on your logic because it's not meant to make sense with the thought process you had beforehand. Try to do one of your kids' uh, school problems whenever, whenever they've been taught Common Core. It's not the same thought process. It's not the same order of operations. The way that we break things down is akin to the old world order. They're trying to push forward this new normal, this new world order, this new thought process with everything that's going on here, with the Great Reset, with the new normal, with all of this. And so this is, I'm not sure if you would call this misinformation. I think you would call this psychological warfare. I think that's why everybody's sitting here trying to figure out what is happening. Every day is something new. Every day it's like, it's a different push in a different direction because it doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. You're supposed to live in a, in a, in a, in a, in a ever evolving normal where things constantly have to be questioned to where you have no understanding as to what the rules are. They want you to go to the system so that you beg for the new update instead of having a set guideline, instead of having things like the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, things like this. They don't want that. What they want to do is always reinvent the wheel, always change something new every single day. It doesn't matter if it contradicted their thought process last week, or it doesn't matter if, you know, if, um, if Black Lives Matter don't matter to Black Lives. They want people to switch things over. You see what I'm saying? And that's why it's, 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 it's going to be something new every day so i think just to put a pin on that how does misinformation tie into this you are having your logic assaulted day in and day out by a system that is designed to rob you of it i mean my god that's why you literally have dr anthony fauci saying yeah if you just go outside and get sunlight you know you'll beat this it's like so why the hell are we being told to go inside 
You see what I'm saying? That's why it's COVID-1984. People have to understand that you're no longer employing logic that we are past and beyond 1984. You have to you have to go to the system to get your thought process. It's 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 deception. It's manipulation. And so to put a plug in this and to switch over to the next topic, I thought I I, I thought we didn't have as much time. I think you're gonna get your answer. Uh, we're gonna be talking about demographic replacement and food shortages, but to put a plug on that, a nice little bookend and move on. This is why I'm gonna be considered an informational terrorist because I wanna provide the people with information instead of allowing for them to be pro propagandized and indoctrinated, inculcated into this new world order. I wanna provide them with the truth instead of allowing for them to be lied to. I will be considered an informational terrorist. I'll be considered a thought criminal because I don't wanna be brainwashed because I don't wanna go along with the things, right? I mean, this didn't, didn't this happen? I just posted it this morning. Uh, Kyle Boss, I'm not sure who this individual is, but he warns Beijing could manipulate TikTok to brainwash millennials if Trump doesn't shut it down. Now, I haven't paid attention to TikTok or any of that nonsense, but I feel like I should have because you're, you're, you're dealing with the deletion of an app and free speech and censorship and stuff like that. But to stay on topic, what I'm trying to talk about is how social media is being used as a vector point to carry out to carry out psychological operations and for kids to enact it. I could be a thought criminal for putting this type of stuff out, for putting these pieces together, for trying to have this thought, for, for, for trying to have this type of ideology that's truth-based instead of going along with the, going along with things. So I think I'll cover that more on this week's podcast episode. But again, just to put a bookend on this, and this is how I'll switch into the demographic replacement for simply stating this type of stuff that I'm saying, I'm going to be considered a bad guy. I'm already considered like a white supremacist. Shit. I'm past like a conspiracy theorist. I'm considered like a white supremacist now for sitting over here kicking these facts to you guys. My bad. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Shit. I guess I should just like stop talking then. Um, so I don't have any articles to pull up when talking about replacement migration or the demographic replacement. But apparently this will this is like a hot button topic, I'm not really sure. So I think the better thing for me to talk about um, in relation to the great reset, the great replacement agenda and replacement migration is you guys remember a couple years ago, might even been last year, that's how crazy this year is. Remember a couple years ago how um, it, the, the, the New Zealand shooting, how apparently the shooter had a manifesto where you can download it online. Uh, and he talked about the great replacement and in it, there were very racially oriented statements talking about the demise of the white man and how they were being overwritten by, uh, by Middle Eastern populations. And I'm like, well, that's deeply racist, but he's not wrong. That's, that's the thing. Um, minorities have now become the majority. There's not a lot of white people. And when you're talking about the great replacement migration, it's, it's, it's to elude, it's, it's to erase that racial exclusivity. And we kind of touched on this just last week, how, how we've begun to adopt somewhat Nazistic 
approaches towards things like with eugenics, racial justice, social justice, race-based politics, and things like this, how we've adopted these kind of Nazistic tactics uh, and this Nazistic approach towards stuff uh, with, with, with eugenics, racial purity, uh, homeland, neo-nationalism, and all these different types of things. It's actually very crazy to see how we've just adopted that ideology and nobody's really cared. But we're talking about the replacement migration. How does that tie into things? How, how are we talking about Nazis, migration, racial supremacy, replacing white people and all this sort of stuff? Well, when you're looking at the technocracy, when you're looking at the scientific dictatorship, these are still the same forces behind the Nazis. These, this, this is IBM. I freaked out about it like a couple weeks ago or even last week that uh, Bayer, who worked with the Nazis, bought out Monsanto. And what does Monsanto do? They make all of our food. What does Bayer do? They make all these pharmaceuticals. If you don't think they're getting behind all this vaccine stuff, you're kidding yourself. And so when you look at the same powers behind the Nazis, still at play today, and then they're transforming things, you've got to look at who's, who's, hey Bono, who stands to benefit from this? You see, I mean, I alluded to it just the other week that we are now the new Jews and the technocrats are the new Nazis. The social credit score is the equivalent of having like the IBM Hollerith system number on you. Does that make sense to you? And so when we're talking about the replacement migration, ain't nobody special. Don't nobody's lives matter to the, black, to, to the technocracy. If anything, we're making the technocracy easier for them to understand humans. Oh, look at these tribalistic fools. All you have to do is dangle a couple of colors and uh, uh, racially have some racial connotations to a lot of stuff people say, and they'll, they'll organize like ants. You should, does this make sense to you? We could talk about demographic like replacement, but I, I think like I get frustrated when looking at this because I've never had a, I don't have time to hate white people. You get me? I don't have time to hate, I don't have time to hate Asian people. I don't have time to hate like Russians. I don't have time to hate people. I don't have time to hate. I'm too busy trying to be successful. And so when you talk about demographic replacement, I've never had a direct issue with people that got fucking problems with me. I've had a problem with the system that's designed to rob me of my rights, rob me of my individuality, cram me into a hole and take that away. And that's where a lot of people are today. A lot of people are beginning to see that their rights are being ripped away, that their lives mean jack shit. And that unless they do something, that unless they dig deep, make their own lives matter to themselves, they don't. This is the real replacement migration. You're, 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 you're being diminished. You're being disenfranchised. You're being dehumanized. You're being broken down. I hope this makes sense. And so, yeah, for sure, demographic replacement. You're gonna, they're gonna bring in people that are hardworking, that have vision, that care, not only about their homeland, about their culture, about their people, but humanity. And guess what? We've been systematically broken down like uh, like Yuri Bezmenov, that KG, that former KGB defector that we play in between the breaks, that 15 to 20 years of demoralization, we've been demoralized. And so yes, we're gonna be replaced, if not by uh, if not by people in the Middle East, Syrians, Iranians, uh, uh, Iraqis, Afghanistan, people from Mexico, it doesn't matter. We're gonna be replaced by the robots. So not only is your IQ being replaced and your people and, and, and your land being taken from you, but you're also having it taken your future taken from you. Poinsettia says you're missing the point. I don't think so, my friend, because it's never been about race. I didn't get up over here to talk about race. It's been about the machines. 
It's been about the machines that pay attention. It's been about all this other stuff, this system that's designed to take your rights, take your individuality, take your freedom. My God, even sitting here, I talked about it at the start of the episode, sitting here explaining this to you guys week after week, the black obsidian orb. Oh, sorry about sorry about that, you poinsettia. The black obsidian orb over here taking our essence, taking our humanity, taking our time. Day after day. Sorry about that. So, so is it is it the great replacement agenda? Is it is it demographic replacement? Or is it just a replacement of humanity, my God? You see? Like already, right now, people say, oh, I don't want to shake hands. Uh-huh. Because we've given in to being weak. We've given in to being cut. We like being belittled. We like being dehumanized. We like being trampled on. We don't want to stand up for ourselves. My God, that's too hard. That's too hard. I need to, you know, when we're talking about the replacement migration, there's a lot of different things you could say. You got them saying, oh, no borders, no walls, no USA at all. America was never great. It'll never be great. You know what? Fuck. Let's just, let's just get rid of, let's just abolish America as a whole. So how are we being replaced? Our values mean nothing to us. What are we fighting for? Are we being replaced? Are we welcoming that transition? You get me? I should not be an anomaly because like I love my childhood, my family. I love like my country. Holy crap. I'm grateful for like all these things that I've had. Holy crap. I don't want to, I don't want to throw them away. You know, I don't want to burn down a city because like somebody else, someplace else had some bad thing happen to him this one time. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so to, to come back from that jag that I was on, when talking about demographic replacement, like in a political sense, instead of like an angsty personal sense, when you're looking at the great replacement migration and the great replacement agenda, you know, you've got to think about it. All of our jobs go to China. All of our best minds come from foreign places where we've, we've been broken down. We don't have that American excellence. Again, you have an entire generation that doesn't want to be American, that thinks America sucks, America's never going to be great, you know, death to America, this, that, and the third. What are we being replaced by? Ideologically, we've already been replaced. We're just waiting for the actual physical vessels to come through and come do it. And then whenever they're here, we'll be, we will have been so broken down that we will want the machines to come. You know, like real talk, that's what I was trying to allude to earlier during my rant that I did not start this because I had an angst against white people or an angst against Asian people or an angst against any other type of people. What I saw was the Terminator. I saw the Matrix and I was like, oh my God, that's terrifying. That that terrifies me as a future. We've got to do something about this. Not, yes, we as black people have to do this. We as like, like white folk got to do something about this. Like Asian people, y'all got to do something about this. Like everybody has to do something about this. That's why you hear me say the only way to combat conformity is with creativity because that comes from seeing the assimilation, seeing them rob us of our humanity. I, I, I think that's why like, I can't talk about the demographic replacement because it's not about just white people. It's not about just black people. It's not about just brown people. It's not about yellow people, not about red people. It's about, it's about everybody. Like They have a plan for everybody. You get me? 
That's that's what I'm trying to allude to too with this race war nonsense. You were you were allowing for this system to profiteer off of your lower baser instincts, group you up, and then have you identified as such. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. Ideas are what supersede a lot of these things. But because people don't click up to ideas, they click up with oh, I oh oh you look the same as me. Oh what the fuck? No. Because ideas don't look the same. It's, it, it's that fighting for that idea, man, that we've lost. And people don't get that. People don't get that. So I think a lot of what's happening right now, this is water, by the way. I think a lot of what's happening right now is people are digging deep. They're either digging deep or they're tuning out. They're either saying, hey, why do I have these values that I have? Or they're saying, you know what? I don't give a fuck about your values, my values, or anything. And they're dissociating from reality. I think that's a lot of what's happening right now. And that's a deep spiritual thing as well because there's only so much alcohol you can drink, weed you can smoke, coke you can snort, meth you can, you can smoke, heroin you can shoot up. Pills you can do, there's only so much of it you can do until you have to confront reality. <laughs> there's only so much you can do before you end up either A, killing yourself, or B, having to come to terms with reality. And they say that what, communism is, 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 is the rich man's heroin or communism is the rich man's opium? Doesn't matter if you're talking about drugs in a literal sense or in like an intellectual sense, people have to come to terms with reality. And there are consequences. The same way that I'm saying, yeah, truth has no sides, but actions have consequences. And this is where we're at. So a lot of people are having that great revelation take place where they're asking themselves, what's going on? Do I believe in these things? Or do I want to adopt this new world order ideology? Because it's going to seem very good. It's going to seem very, very nice. Yeah, you know, you don't got to drive nowhere. You just have to be surveilled all the time. You don't have to work, but you get you get your credits and you better make sure you stay in line. You know, you're going to get your free education every month so you don't have to go to school. Great, right? What happens when you want to try a new skill or a new something else? People have to ask themselves where they're going to end up on the line. And that's okay. Because it's going to tell a lot about people and, and where they're coming from. So when you talk about the Great Replacement Agenda, the Great Reset, replacement migration, the replacement agenda and all this, really, really dig deeper past just fucking skin color. Like, <laughs> like, like learn to read past the labels that, that, that the machines read us on. Learn past, learn to read past the Middle Eastern or Iraqi or Israeli, you know, or Iraqi or Israeli. Uh, learn to read past Guatemalan or, or Venezuelan or El Salvador, you know, learn to read past this and, and, and understand that we are all becoming slaves to this technocratic new, or, new world order. And that the whole objective is to deny you of your individuality, deny that you come from a God, that you come from a creator God, that you weren't created by man, that you weren't... <laughs> you, you, you have to understand the sophistication of what, what we're up against. And so when we're talking about demographic replacement, that's just one way. 
I was going to try to use that talking about the introduction of a new population into America creating food shortages but I got off on our jag talking about how the technocrats are using race to control us and so the initial thought was to switch from talking about misinformation how one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist and how that's being almost satanically inverted for the demographic replacement so that now we have to take on the people that we've we've, we've impoverished this is what i mean by these these by these wars by all the violence by all the destabilization these people are coming to us now because well we we destroyed their home that's the real replacement migration that's the sad truth and so just because we're not paying attention to again other kids who are in, who are still in real cages families who are still trapped at the border who have to live in these conditions just because we're not paying attention to them doesn't mean that they're not still coming in and this is again what i was meaning beforehand by multi-generational warfare remember what i was saying about indoctrinating one generation they got americans and academics people who could actually start switching this stuff over they got us out here fighting in the streets killing ourselves over freaking colors right good job america your children are watching and as that's taking place the replacement migration is taking place it's happening they're having a whole new crop of people who do want to come in seeing us destroy our house saying that's not the america that i thought i want to make it a better a better america so they're going to go into the system thinking hey i can help make the system better while people who actually can are getting thrown out you see the sophistication of what we're doing of, of what i'm trying to break down to you guys that's why i'm like i'm not really that smart I'm really not. I'm actually pretty dumb. Like, check it out. You can still see. You can still see the, the tan from my bandana. I'm not that smart, but I'm seeing people try to take what's mine, and I'm having a couple gears, run a little bit different, and I'm thinking, hey, maybe we should do something about this instead of fighting each other. Maybe we should come after the real threat instead of the perceived threat. Maybe we should come after the powers that caused this instead of the ghosts in front of us you get me so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back i'll try to effectively break down demographic replacement the great replacement migration the great reset food shortages artificial scarcity agenda 21 agenda 2030 and more i'll talk about that and more on the other side but i want to say this real quick we are not uh Unlike every other truth-seeking page that kind of came up with us, we're real here, and we're going to talk to you. We're going to shoot you straight. I'm not going to pander to the audience like this is some Xbox fighting game. I don't know how to do that. I know how to shoot you straight. I can't get up over here and come up with like a, a gimmick. Can't do that. I just got to talk to you straight. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back... We'll be talking about demographic replacement, food shortages, Agenda 2030, and more on the other side. And if we have time, I'll get into uh, all these other occult-related topics. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. But we're going to talk about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction, over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back, right after this. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems. One brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand 
in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure, and economy, period of normalization this is what will happen in the united states if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in washington dc who will promise lots of things never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real
everybody. Get a whole bunch of text messages like while well, trying to intro this and mess with the flow. Give me one second. Yeah, we were uh, talking basically about how the plan is to break down our wills so that we basically are incapable of recognizing the threat. That we're facing and um, we're falling for a hook, line, and sinker. Are you surprised though? You know, I think I get frustrated because uh, I feel like I've had to play catch up to a lot of stuff, and even during playing catch up, I still didn't see people uh, light a fire up underneath their keister. And as things intensify, I'm still not seeing people light that fire underneath their ki their keister and things are getting worse and so what's happening i think is a uh, part of me is getting angry to rally everybody else but part of me is also getting angry to 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 come at everybody for letting it be this way that makes sense like i've been doing this for several years I've been doing the podcast for several years, the page for several years, and things have gotten to a point now to where, like, even sharing truth about things hurts people with delicate sensibilities. To where you again, you have low and low, uh, low information, low IQ people who aren't researched, who aren't informed, who have no idea what's going on, how we got to this point, and they're making quick, irrational decisions, and it's very dangerous. And so, to see things escalate and intensify to a degree to where people have been pacified by the by the intensity of it it frustrates it frustrates me even more because it makes me see like i'm really out here just doing this i'm really just out here putting these pieces together and everybody else just gets to watch half the time people think i'm like not real they think i'm an agent i'm over here trying to like raise the alarm about hey they're coming to kill you hey they're putting spells on you hey they want your children hey they're surveilling on you Hey, they're doing these strange things. It's like, oh, listen to Freedom Faction. He's being an agent. Oh, listen to this guy. He's being a Republican or a conservative. Or, oh, listen to this dude. He's trying to sound like Alex Jones. It's like, no, I'm actually printing out the documents. I'm finding the videos. I'm getting the testimonies. I'm explaining shit to you. Uh, people just can't comprehend the depths and the sophistication. So, you know, they just put in their blinders. They put on their headphones. They act like, oh, this isn't happening. That nigga EJ, he's crazy, you know. If, if, if I could just not believe him harder, if I could just make him seem like much more of a liar, then I don't have to do anything. And that's where we've gotten to. We've gotten to a point where people see how dangerous stuff is, hear the people that are trying to raise the alarm about it, and they shoot down the people. They're shooting the messenger, not aware of the message. And that's it. I'm about to be shot down for carrying the message that, hey, they're coming. They're going to do this. They have no problem. They carried this out. They even have uh, paramilitary ground troops carrying out all kinds of crazy <laughs> extremist acts and you still don't care. So if that's the case, 
we I've just got to learn to leave people certain places. Uh, so with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. We are over here on our podcast page because, as expected, um, they found another reason to censor us. I have the post right here. I'll just pull that up for you guys so you can see it yourself. It says, try again later. Um, they'll let me get back up on my own page. What month is it? September? October? Yeah. No, October 2nd. Yeah. We were supposed to be able to go live again today or last week, but something in my mind told me that they're not going to let that happen. So we just decided to go live over here anyway, but that's how it happens. <laughs> so we were live over here on our podcast page because we are still censored on our primary page. If you guys want to ensure that the information gets to you and you want to be a part of what we're doing, think about joining us at patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Join our exclusive membership program. We have launched a web app with, I think, over with over half of our membership being allowed. Um, if we get a decent amount of traffic, a decent amount of continual activity over there, we will launch it into a actual app that's downloadable in the, uh, in the Apple Store, in the Google Play Store, um, and things like that. Uh, but at the moment, we're still just trying to test the waters and see how people feel about things. I alluded to it in the previous segment that there are some things that I will be taking care of um, in the next coming weeks and months that may interrupt your regularly scheduled transmissions. So we might not be able to do the Instagram lives every single week like you guys are used to. We might have to stick to doing them every other week. Hopefully some of the work that I've been conscripted to do isn't as time consuming and it will still permit for me to be able to be here in your uh, in your guys' lives in this capacity. If not, join our exclusive membership program. Uh, we have a meeting coming up this Friday and for the exclusive members, there's no exception. Unless my car dies or I can't get home or I'm in like a different part of the state, I will be with the exclusive members routinely every Friday, either going over recent content, stuff that's going on in their lives, scriptures, all kinds of different things. Uh, so yeah, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction if you want to support this operation. Now, I, um, in the previous uh, segment, you, got, you guys may have heard some of my frustration come off um, that I'm dealing with, but that's okay. You may have heard that come off because normally, you know, we're ecstatic. We've got a lot of energy, a lot of stuff to cover. You know, we're all over the place. It's super, it, 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 it's all over the place. That's not so much the case today. I'm being like, um, I've, got, I've got some personal stuff I'm dealing with that doesn't free up my mind to be here with you guys the way that it needs to. Um, basically, after I get done with you guys, I gotta get off the phone, handle some personal stuff, and then I gotta go handle some professional stuff and print off some documents and get some stuff certified. And so my mind's like in a million different places all over the place. Uh, some, the majority of them good, but this one thing that's got me like angsty right here just doesn't have me operating at my peak performance. And so I, I, I apologize for that. It's no witches, it's no witches hexing me. It's no occultists coming after me. 
Uh, this is just regular day personal stuff that I'm experiencing. And so I want to say thank you guys for tolerating that if you're hearing it and it doesn't come off like the J that you're used to. So in the previous segment, we were talking about the demographic replacement, the great replacement migration agenda. Um, and I was trying to get into food shortages, artificial scarcity, austerity measures, uh, agenda 21, agenda 2030 style things and, and, and things like this. Uh, but I was unable to because I was trying to explain the multi-generational warfare aspect of the demographic replacement to where you're looking at my generation's 20-somethings, 30-something years old, 40-something years old out there in the street, essentially throwing away like their heritage and their legacy, getting caught up in the streets, having handcuffs thrown on them, bullets shot in them, you know, legal battles and all this other nonsense having this throw away like our American heritage while they import like, while they, while they import, you know, migrants um, and make them Americans because they believe deeper in the American dream than some Americans. And that that's a different discussion for a different day. But we left off talking about that because it's very real, the multi-generational warfare aspect of it. Uh, they got us out here trying to kill ourselves in the streets for one. And as I said before, bringing in another and indoctrinating the people that are um, indoctrinating the generation in between that's not getting involved. And so this is, a, this is a good way for us to look at not the demographic replacement, but the great replacement agenda. Everybody's being brought down to a level of, I don't want to say equal playing field because some people were, some people were up there and then you got people coming up there, but everybody's being brought down to a level of subservience to where they want it, they, they want it, they want to get rid of the ability for people to like pull themselves up from the middle class. They don't want any more, they don't, they don't want any more people in high finance. They don't want people, you know, having multiple houses. They don't want people flipping houses. They don't want people having like a mom and pop store. They don't want people pulling themselves up from poverty and saying, you know what, I'm going to make something of myself. That's a lot of why a lot of people left the different countries that they were in because well, they heard about this thing called the American dream. Where they, were, where they were promised the pursuit of happiness, they could come over here, they could leave these war-torn countries, these, 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 these dictatorial areas, and they could come here, hustle up a bunch of cash, and have a proper life. They could get the, they could get the Corvette, they could get the Maserati, they could get the babe with the bikini, right? They can have like the margaritas, they can get the mimosas, they can go do that, they can have the multiple houses because we allowed for that. That's what we wanted here in America. But see, we're getting rid of that. They call it what? Capitalism. Now they're saying eat the rich, tax the rich, this type of, type of stuff right there. Killing the incentive for people to actually go be excellent, actually want to be productive members of society, contributing, becoming assets, not liabilities. We covered this just a couple weeks ago with you guys. You know, the mindset of somebody that's like a, a, a producer instead of somebody that's like a consumer. And it's that same kind of ideological uh, insight where you're looking at people who, who, who want more instead of those who are trying to give. And so the system's aware of this switch. The system says rather than trying to embolden the people, the producers, the people who are going out there working their hard nine to five, instead of trying to produce more of them, well, shucks, let's just disenfranchise people. I think just the other week I saw, I forget like what county it was in California, 
but it's like, we're going to start giving a thousand dollars to black women to get pregnant. And I'm like, damn, that is a, that's sketchy because now you've got the government saying, Hey, we'll pay you to get pregnant. Uh, something tells me I shouldn't like that. That's two shakes of a lamb's tails off from China saying, Hey, we'll, we'll one child policy. We'll give you money not to have children. Does that make sense? And so now we've effectively been incentivized to not move forward. And so now, because we've, we've, we've been disenfranchised, we've been broke down, they've taken away the power from the people who want to be go-getters and, 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 and given it to people who want handouts. The government's like, great, that, that's marvelous. Let's, let's try to figure out how to put you in more debt, more debt, more debt. We'll give you universal basic income. We'll give you welfare. We'll give you EBT. We'll give you all these things and you don't gotta, you don't have to work for it. I just get that for free. Well, who, well, who has to pay for all this stuff that we're getting for free? Ah, don't ask those questions. You're thinking too much. This is a part of the great replacement agenda to where you have people equally being brought down to a subservient, a subservient place of, of, of a, a, a subservient point of living to where you get people used to being poor, to where they're not used to, to where they don't want to work the two or three jobs, you know, to where they don't want the multiple houses, you know, to where they're, to where they're, to where they're fine with just their little bit, to where they have their coffin apartments, you know, and their, their little elephant, their little elements and their, their, their Nissan cubes and, you know, they're cool. Does this make sense? I hope this is making sense. I'm trying to break down the fact that they're getting you used to being poor. But see, not, not, not humble, poor. This is a part of that, uh, of that, of, of, of austerity measures. Didn't Pope Francis come out and say that and talk about this like a couple of weeks ago saying that the earth is groaning. The creation is groaning because of our rapid expansion. And if we, and if, if, if we didn't correct our ways, that Mother Earth was going to afflict us? Isn't that, isn't that how it works? I'm gonna read this, this, uh, this, this quick comment and I'll get back to austerity measures. Um, DC Clegger says, just seems like the system is so broken and is built on such a broken foundation that it has to be completely disassembled before, it's, before it is ever modified. You know, I was touching on this in the previous segment uh, DL Cle DC Clegger, DC Legger, and I'll talk about universal basic income here in a second. Uh, Couture Barbie. I was talking about how I never have ever really had faith in the system, but because the Overton window has been pushed to such a degree, I am now considered a conservative or Republican for for saying, you know what? Yes, I'm with burn the system, like fuck the system, let's burn it down, but we have to have some semblance of government. If you listen to the most recent podcast episode, I talk about continuity of government, the breakdown of civilization, uh, societal collapse and things like this, and how continuity of government is gonna be that, that shoestring budget system that keeps the lawlessness in check. That's what's happening right now. That's Cloward and Pippin. Things are gonna be so overwhelmed from, we were just talking about replacement migration, right? From welfare system to you're seeing it with the police to where certain cops and certain, commu certain communities, certain districts 
don't have the resources to send out people. You even have them saying uh, defund the fire department. You get what I'm saying? This, this, this is a part of it. You're seeing that overwhelming of the system that will lead towards collapse. And that's a, a lot of what this is. They wanna rule over the collapse. They don't wanna reform the system and make things better internally while we still have a chance. They wanna think, you're right, fuck it, burn it down. We need to burn the system down so they can rule on the ashes. And so as we reach that point, that critical juncture point, I'm having to ask myself, do I thoroughly believe in burning the system down? Or do I think that we can still salvage some, some of this? This is what I was, what I was alluding to uh, a couple weeks ago with you guys when I was talking about QAnon, when we were talking about those two uh, female politicians that got in running on the QAnon platform. They had a campaign that said, hey, I'm a QAnon supporter, I'm with America, I understand the plan, and they elected these ladies. I, I, I went over it like a couple weeks ago, I don't have that, that information before me, but that's what I began to ask, is that the plan? Because is stuff so bad that we begin that we've got to start throwing people into this wood chipper of a system to try to fix it or do we let it burn and hope that some type of law comes out out of it that's what i was alluding to in the pre in the previous segment i would think of myself as an anarchist but as we reach this as we reach this go time do you really believe in that or is this what you're saying to seem cool and this is something everybody's having to ask themselves So you're not you're you're not you're you're not wrong uh, saying that type of stuff because everybody's having that thought process, and when you look at again Donald Trump's whole platform of make America great again, they try to turn it into like a, a racial connotation. Oh, he's trying to take us back to the 1950s where they could lynch and kill white people or lynch and kill black people. Hell no, white people will get hit, lynched and killed these days. That's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is the Great Reset. He's taught, he was telling you guys about the Great Reset, getting your thoughts reconfigured so that as we went through this whole making America great process, as we became America 2.0, you understood what it was. And that's why throughout the entirety of his, his presidency, I said, hey, what are we bringing into this new world order? What values, what morals, what expectations do we wanna bring into this new world order? Because as they make America great again, I'm doing like a, um, a defibrillator because America's about to die as they're about to make America great again when we come back if we come back what morals and values do we want to have does this make sense Lord knows I hope it does because I think a lot of people are asking this and it ties in again to the great replacement migration there are people that believe more so in the idea of American than actual Americans and so when we're having to fight for our culture, for our history, for our, for our identity, we're, we're struggling for our lives over here. As a nation, we're lost. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what the KGB defector, Yuri Bezmenov, broke down to you guys. We are demoralized. It takes 15 to 20 years to demoralize us. That's where we're at. We're coming out of this demoralization period asking ourselves, what are we going to do? Do we want to embrace these American values that got us here? Or do we want to, you know, whoop, just chuck that out there and then adopt these globalistic values that don't really serve us a purpose, but that, to where we're used. This is a part of the Make America, Make America Great Again agenda. This is a part of the Great Replacement agenda. 
This is a part of the Great Reset. I don't know why these people keep using the word great, 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 but they're trying to leave a trail to help you understand. I don't even think it's to help you understand. I think it's them trying to leave like a signature or a mark saying, hey, this is the way things are gonna go. You gotta pay attention. And so to put a, to put a nice little bow on this and start pulling you guys in, when you're talking about all these things, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read what Kalinda says and then we'll continue on. She says, it's like holding on to the idea of having a relationship with America instead of having an idea or a relationship with America precisely. Um, truth has no signs, but actions do have consequences. It's easy to pass judgment, but whenever you actually get into things, when you when you embrace these values, whenever you actually make that decision, that's whenever a whole new chapter of things uh, unlocks for you. And so when I'm breaking these things down to you guys, trying to talk to you about this, this transitional period that we're in, you really got to look at how some of it's organized, some of it's accidental, but a lot of it just ends up in your own, in, ends up in your own hands and you have to decide where you want to go. And it's not going to be easy. None of, none of this is easy. None of what's gonna come is easy. The only thing that's easy is making that decision that you're gonna to commit to it, that you're gonna to commit to change. So we're gonna go ahead and start getting people in, taking requests, you know, and then uh, we'll, 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 we'll go from there because we didn't talk about food shortages, the artificial scarcity, uh, getting used to austerity measures, how to prepare for what's coming, how do I stay sane, spiritual protection and more. We didn't get into that, but hopefully people chime in with their uh, with their questions and more and break this stuff down. Kalinda, join us and um, join us and ask that question. That's a fantastic, sup mates? That's a fantastic question uh, to join in and talk to us about. She's asking uh, if Trump is doing his job in entering the new world order. And while she joins us, uh, Yavli asks, are you Christian? And um, I'd say pseudo-Christian is the best way to ask. I'm not your archetypal Bible-thumping Christian of today's sort. But... Um, I would consider myself Christian. I'll speak on that here shortly because I've actually been wanting to address that. Maybe join back in, Kalinda, because I'm trying to accept you and it's not letting uh, it's not letting it happen. It's, I see your, your, your request right there, but uh, I'm trying to allow the request and it's not coming back in. Yeah, well, while she's doing that, I'll again address Yavli. Uh, you know, I, I did a show, um, gosh, almost last year. But yeah, last year with um, uh, with Paul. Gosh, I forget his name. With Paul of Awarepreneurs. I think it's Paul Zelensky of 
Yeah, it's not Zelensky. Paul of Awarepreneurs. It was episode 87 of Awarepreneurs. You can find it on our podcast. And he said, you know, EJ, you have such a radical, like a radical and aggressive spirituality. And he says, how did you get like that? And so I'll address that after I get on with Kalinda. Because I feel like that is a, that, that will help explain some of the, some of what I, I say and do. Kalinda. Hey, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I just heard that you don't have a very good day. Yeah, I got some personal stuff going on. Um, I was debating doing the show, but I figured talking with everybody else would, would do some good. But thank you for thank you for being aware. Um, how are you? Are you in your studio? Yes, I'm in my studio. So therefore, I can finally show uh, show you around. <laughs> cool. Cool. Give me a tour. So, yes, I will. So basically, I also, inspired by the mood you are in, I also wanted to do a healing with you. So what I always do with my massages and maybe the people who are joining, they can, it can be helpful too. But, too. but I will start with the tour, okay? okay. <laughs> Here I have an... Uh, it's called the exhi exhibition. It's called Me to Play. Okay. It's uh, by Studio Vancia. It's a young girl who is a fashion designer, and she uses play, playful, playful materials. Um, well, basically, she starts with making collages like oh, this, yeah. for example, and after this, she's she's expanding and she she makes a big collage and this is the first time she did it this way so we are uh, organizing an experience where people can make an, an collage uh, with her uh, yeah it's like a workshop and then uh, they can uh, she gives them all kind of materials and at the end this whole place we want people to play and make collages like all over the place next um this is Irma Joanne and she really loves sculpting so working with plaster okay. and uh she did the arts academy and then um she said yeah I really love uh, touching the skin of people and making yeah making the uh, masks and everything but then she got stuck uh because she didn't know knew what the next level was of her passion and because I have, yeah, I have this place and she asked me if she can join me in my yoga classes. So now we have a complete new, yeah, um, concept where I am giving a yoga class and she's sculpting people. Nice. <laughs> nice. Which is perfect, you know? So. Nice. Do you, have, do you yeah. guys have anybody like painting? Like anybody painting any of your sessions or anything like that? Wow, that's a good idea. I not yet, but I have. I'm having a DJ. Mm -hmm. uh, his passion is making music, so I want to. Uh, I have a, a class which is keep flying because I'm always saying keep flying, and the whole city is saying keep flying. So yeah. I am having. Mm -hmm. Which is more powerful, and there I am inviting. Uh, yeah 
musicians to nice. create music for the sessions. Nice. So, um, and also uh, about the plaster work, she makes a, a sculpture here. So your face or everything she creates during my classes, she's adding to this, yeah, sculpture. <laughs> Which is an experiment, but it's really nice because I, it makes me happy and it makes her happy and the people, it's more like a massage when she's sculpting you, she, you know, touching the skin and it's, yeah, you know, my passion about massage. Well, it's like it's, leaving, really, it's kind of like leaving, literally leaving your mark there, you know, like leaving your presence too. Yes, exactly. And also people feel that they are a part of something, you yes. know, now they are a part now they can see yeah their mark in on the wall <laughs> and this country the feeling of contribution contribution in a very uh, simple way it's like uh, i wanted to 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 yeah to share for everybody who's struggling like start uh, taking small steps because it makes you have feel that you have control over something yes even though you you have no control over the big things in your life start with something small <laughs> yes. so and um and i just bought this drawing i don't know if you can see it this is a drawing what kind of wreath is that Sorry? What kind of wreath is that? Rounder. Yeah, it's um um she's I, I don't know how it's called in uh, in English, but it's what old ladies uh, wear or vitrage, uh, like vintage uh, fabric, and then she she sprayed it. <laughs> oh, like 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 a mink, like a mink or like a fox uh, fox skin type of. Colors. No, it's this material where normally uh, old ladies hang it in front of their windows. It's fabric, but the white, and you can see, look through it. I don't know no, yeah. old ladies that could recommend decorating. <laughs> okay, sorry, I wish I could. Well, it's fabric, and then she sprayed it uh, through it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so... This is the first drawing I bought after I opened my gallery since the lockdown. And my concept is that I help artists here growing. And um, I first start experimenting. And in this period, I am getting to know them. And if I like them, if I, they like me. And then when they, they start growing, they have to pay me. That's like, <laughs> like um, yeah how do you say, um, my coaching, which is called my body, my company, because I believe that when you are governing your, your territory, which is uh, your body, <laughs> mm -hmm. it makes you yeah, independent. And it's also what you are always talking about. You like food. And so I'm always starting from the inside out using massages, coaching and yoga. But um, yeah, and I'm also teaching her, if, for example, like, Okay, if you don't have money, you have a skill, which is, in her case, drawing. So instead of... Important. Sorry? I said equally as important. 
Yes, and it's and it's not about having money because I'm not having money at all. But it doesn't feel that way, even though I'm not having a a, a place to live. It doesn't feel that way because you're I'm. Wealthy. You're, you're wealthy. Yes, because I'm, you're surrounded by an art collective. You're wealthy in the sense you don't need money. You have like every you have your things, everything else taken care of. Exactly. So I started uh, building a community right on time. <laughs> So the moment I got homeless, I I already created this place where the people that I have been working with they are willing to help me. So I can shower. I'm I'm sleep. This is my sleeping place. So I I created a really cozy place within my studio. So during the day, it's um it's a changing room for the yoga class. <laughs> And now it's my bed, my, yeah, my bedroom. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, I, and I've been de decorating it with, uh, yeah, art of the artists that I'm working with. So, yeah, I am, I am surrounded, my, uh, I surrounded myself with art. And, it's, and I, it makes me think about what you just said about, uh, and, and in the previous one, like from producer from consumer to producer and I'm calling it from consumer to creator because uh, from consum from consumism to uh, create uh, creator like uh, yeah you know what from I, you, you to creative. I love it I love it yeah and and if you can think this way you need to find or do make sure that you uh, surround yourself with uh, creative people because the um, yeah the fact that I am surrounded by art makes me feel alive again and I am attracting people so my friend I just wanted to uh, go uh, yeah sleep but then my friend calls he said are you still here yes I, I am so there are always people who know that I'm here so they are they feel attracted to light you know yeah. so create a place of light and you will attract people who are feeling attracted to light. So another thing that I wanted to real quick, show real you. Quick, real quick, real quick. Can I interject yeah. real quick? Because yeah, of course. <laughs> part of, part of uh, I'll, I'll toss that out to you, Kalinda, because you, maybe you can help me with it. Part of, yeah. part of why I'm kind of feeling down is, uh, you know, people, I got people around me that like, refuse to acknowledge the podcast, the page, the work, the fact that we're having the conversations like this and they only want money from me. They only see me like as a money maker. They don't, they mm -hmm. don't, I, I'm not making money. I could sit here and lay out that I'm only making like probably 300 bucks a month doing this. I have to hustle every other day in between. I'm not making money doing this. And so the people that see me doing this work, they're recognizing that I'm making money from it, but they don't want to recognize the existence of it. And so when you're talking about surrounding yourself with people who are creative and have that same vision, maybe you can help me with this. Why, why do I feel frustrated and burdened to try to, I guess like not, not necessarily explain my worth to these people, but teach, but, 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 but help them remove like the scales from their eyes, if that makes sense. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm upset right now because there's people that see the work that I'm doing, but don't want to acknowledge it, but they want to acknowledge the rewards that the work creates instead of like getting involved in the actual 
process of, 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 of affecting change. Like you yeah, did. <laughs> well, well, you've done it. I mean, our, our audience, for anybody that's been listening, since you've talked about the idea of having the studio, got the studio, started the studio, live in the studio, that's the type of stuff that I feel like people need to hear. And so you coming up over here, like talking about it, it just inspires me. So I guess that's why I want to ask you the question of why am I surrounded by people that don't have that, that same drive? And if anything, why am I ostracized for having that same drive uh, instead of supportive? Maybe you can help explain that. Yeah. I know exactly what you, what you were saying. Um, what I just if felt. It's, if it's too heavy, you're more than welcome. To no, no, no. I'm not going to answer that. I don't want to no, no, no. I, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm glad you were asking because I wanted to share just uh, before I, I went live with you. I felt two things. And this is what I want to share with you. But I think other people who are listening can be helpful as well. Okay. Um, it's about energy. Yes. So um, in my work as a, a massage therapist, I've been, I discovered a, 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 um, a very important thing. Um, and it's that our belief systems are stuck within our body. And I am, uh, because I am born with a high uh, with a high awareness of body high body awareness so which means that I can see a body like um, like when you go to the hospital and they make a photo what what is it called um, x-ray yes yeah so um, which means that I, I see a blockage in your body, which is, which is energy, which isn't yours. And that's what I just wanted to say, the healing. <laughs> it's, it's about the right side of your body stands for, um, stands for the masculine energy and the left side is the feminine. And there are two main areas in your in your body, not only yours, but uh, everybody's. And I found out that it's on the in, here in this area, so on the right side and this area on the right, uh, left side, which means that you are um, need to transform a belief system that I want to share with you, which is on the right side. It stands that. It says from uh, programming and stuff that you are um, it, it's it's uh, it's uh, perfectionism. So it's the the masculine energy which which uh, feels responsible for a family, which is uh, always um, it's never good enough. Um, you know this the masculine world that we are li living in and that you're always talking about you know you are very aware of this the thing is now is that you are um carrying too much of this 
And people, um, people know and start to acknowledge this. But in order for you to move on, you need to uh, know where you have to take your own responsibility for your uh, happiness. So which is the feminine part, which says and that you have been programmed into, everybody has, uh, that you are responsible for someone else's happiness. So it's, it goes hand in hand, you know? I get it. So I got to interject you one more time because you're, you're still on point. Um, okay. You're, like you're, you're, uh, it's, it's, it's scary how accurate you are. I've been, I've been talking, um, I've been talking with my lady, you know, about, about kids, about the future. And I've just, I've just had to summarize the thought process of what does adult EJ want? Because I don't want to say like, I look at this as like, you know, the rebellious factor of like a, of a, of an immature person or a child or something like that. But as like, as, as, as this has become perfected and as we make more and more influence, I think, okay, we need to, this needs to evolve. So what does mm -hmm. adult EJ want? So as you're talking about letting go of that masculine energy, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do I pull back, but at the same time have that effectiveness, um, embracing like that kind, that kind heart and that sweet nature. That's something that's mm -hmm. foreign to me. Um, and I think everybody kind of gets that. So you're, you're spot on. If you could, could you elaborate a little bit more on working with that, working with that feminine energy and learning to let go? I'm not saying that I yeah. hold on the grudges, but it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to not be on point, if that makes sense. It's hard for you to not, sorry, say it again. It's, it's, um, I don't hold grudges and I don't do anything like that, but it's also hard for me to not be uh, forward driven, focused, on point, uh, not cutting edge, but direct and to the point. So how do I kind of ease up off the gas pedal, learn to shift gears and kind of kind of reposition that energy? Yeah, it's it it starts with uh, transforming the the belief systems that I just uh, yeah explained and what is the opposite of it? What is the opposite of I'm not good enough? Oh no. These belief systems like perfectionism, um, uh, I'm not doing my best, and being responsible for someone else's happiness, it's the, the root of it, it's always I'm not good enough. Yeah. So how do you transform, how do I, I'm not good enough um, on the masculine energy? It's not that you need to reject the masculine energy, it's that you need to um embrace it and use it for the good so uh that's this is the healing part <laughs> so it, it first it was the yeah more, more than knowledge part so transforming this energy means that you need to um yeah what's the opposite it's um i am doing my best so in every in every decision you make from going to the grocery store, uh, starting this, um, you know, this live sessions, your podcast, everything, um, 
the subconscious mind, which is your body, and your body, it's like SpongeBob. <laughs> I always call it SpongeBob because your body, it's uh, in a way, it's stupid, you know, because it doesn't, it's it's like it doesn't know where it is. It it uh, it there's no time. Um, it is, you know. So you need your body, your your head, to send awareness to send new signals to your body that it is good enough and for you you there is a, a lack of safety feeling safe um yeah, in your body that's it that's appropriate yeah so how do you find back this uh yeah uh, fun fundament that you use to find in knowledge which is you know uh uh you've been um growing into this uh very yeah it's it's also why i really love your podcast and the work you do you know and then tonight i really felt but you also have to believe it yourself instead of only um sharing it with other people and once other people to feel good and prepare themselves and yes. and you and you as a leader need to take this the next step in order to make other people feel safe as well in the next you know six months year and it's not about only preparing yourself practically pra pra practical but but emotional so now it's the time that you need to pre uh, prepare yourself emotionally so you feel safe from the inside out and this is how i uh, yeah how, how i created my yoga classes that you really really need to feel the power and the confidence from the inside out so back to the um shoulder part so when you touch your right right shoulder with your left left arm so I'm, my phone almost died but so i'm go i'm going back to to the big lights <laughs> um so i can show you uh what i wanted to do uh, recharging okay so what i wanted to do is um if you touch your right shoulder uh because here on the top there is uh energy which is stuck uh and it's not yours it's your ancestors holding you <laughs> um uh your body it has a belief system that it's still surviving you know so coming back into this abundance mindset means that we we let's do it together. You say your name. So by touching yourself, you say your name. So I'm calling myself, you know, uh, I'm saying, okay, I'm Kalinda. So you tell your body that exactly where it is, what it is doing, the date, the, uh, the time and where where you are at. So I am... So I'm doing it for myself, so you can uh, do it. Uh, then we can, we do it together, okay? So okay. I, I say, I am Kalinda, so my body knows, okay, I am, I'm Kalinda. <laughs> I'm, 
it, it's, uh, it's about me. Um, I'm in Rotterdam. Uh, today it's the 20... Uh, 20, it's the 22nd Second? over here, yeah. Yeah, 22nd. Um, and here it's about... Uh, 11 p.m. Um, and I am having uh, a conversation with uh, Ryan, right? DJ. I'll take Ryan. DJ. Yeah. It's okay. DJ. EJ. 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 Okay. So my body knows at this moment what it is doing. So it's not... Um, doing grocery shopping somewhere or talking with the i don't know whoever so i'm in this moment and then i'm sending a new signal to my body which says on the right side i am doing my best i am doing my best i am doing my best you know so uh and make it the fascia make it a little bit you know take care of the fascia because in the fascia there is a lot of traumas which is in the neck, shoulder parts, you know, and this is what you can do it for yourself. Just, you know, take your time. So I am Kalinda. I am so, okay. So now we're going to do it together. So I am DJ. I'm uh, EJ. EJ, yeah. I'm EJ. It is three o'clock on yeah. September 22nd. I'm talking to Kalinda in Rotting not in Rottingham. Uh, Rotterdam. Rotterdam. Uh, Rotterdam, Holland. Rotterdam, Holland. Yes. Um, and and then you you send this signal to your body, and I am doing my best. I'm doing my best. I just feel, I'm doing. I just feel weird saying it. I won't lie. I just. I don't know if it's like that militaristic part of me, but it's just like you don't get your best. You just get to get the work done. It is, you because know. what you just said, it's exactly what's the point, because your head says, what are you talking about? Just do whatever you want, uh, you do what you need to do. But it's the masculine energy, which is on the right side, which is making you feel that all the time. Just do, go, go, go. Whether you feel sad or uh, afraid, you just need to go, 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 go. So in, you cannot heal this part within yourself if you're not allowing yourself to feel crazy about the fact that you are saying I'm doing my best because it's not masculine you know <laughs> but it's about it's not about you it's about your body that needs to uh, it's a muscle you know it needs to believe it in order to do it you know so you can prepare yourself in many ways but if you don't feel safe within your body if you don't believe that you are doing your best and then it's never good enough you can prepare yourself for the worst case scenario but still you feel bad about yourself and the whole situation and the whole world you know so giving it's about hope it's not about believing it it's about sending your signal to your body that there is hope you know, and not losing hope, it's the most important thing. So the, to the right, uh, to the left side, we, then you do it the same. So I am Kalinda and, you know, telling your body where it is. And then you say to your body, I am responsible for my own happiness. Yes. 
because if you're not doing your best, you keep making decisions from the belief system that you are responsible for someone else's happiness, no. but you're not. Not, but it, you know, uh, I don't. I don't mean to have this be like a half therapy session for me. <laughs> I'm sure that the audience would benefit from it, but mm -hmm. it's like I said before, almost scary, scary accurate how above the target you are. Uh, and mm. you, I mean, you alluded to it earlier, whose energy is that? That's definitely not yours. You're absorbing that and you need to work, you need to work that through and not let it stick to you. And that's, I mean, I know this stuff, but it's, it's, it's different having somebody like tell you like, hey, you're moving a little funny today. Let's just work on getting you out of your mode so you understand that you're moving a little funny and really, really basically shake it off. Like, yes, be aware of it, but don't, 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 uh, don't let it stick to you. But Kalinda, I definitely, I feel like we're going to have to save like another one of these therapy sessions for another day. Cause I feel like this is fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that it, it's a good, um, it's a good way. I believe that it's, uh, it will add value to the work you already do like the information i've been reading your posts and etc today and and it's very good to add this also to the audience how to deal with all this information you know like um yeah no i govern, govern your own territory and that's your body so we cannot overthrow a government if we cannot govern our own body straight up straight up so i have for each chakra i also have um a healing and therefore i wanted to ask uh you uh if we can make an appointment that we can do this healing with uh, yeah as a session online and um so people can also tap and you know every a chakra and the um, for you today it's the chakra it's a throat chakra which is also blocked and it says i am speaking my truth no matter what and no matter who i'm with and no matter where i go so for you it's also the the thing that you are going through i can feel it <laughs> i don't know if it's true, but I feel that you that you really need to speak your truth and you are not responsible for someone else's happiness. Just speak your truth and the people who are... The, so your question about the people who are uh, had the money and the work that you do, speak your truth so the people who are... Your tribe will stick. So... I am, it's about quality over quantity. That's, it's, it's like this, um, this trechter, how do you say? Like this, that we are really going towards what's really, yeah. A also funnel. the, a tunnel, yeah. Like, like, yeah, quality over quantity. And that there are people who will not get you, but you're not responsible for their happiness. And, you are doing your best and if they don't see it, if they don't see it it's about believing in yourself and the moment you are start growing 
you are getting challenged in yeah. believing in yourself. Yeah, and that's so, that's that's really all it is. Is is I've I've learned to take uh, moments moments like this where it's not like it's not like people are challenging me, and it's not like I'm experiencing adversity. I've learned to take moments like this where people don't necessarily see what I'm doing, but see what I'm doing. I've, I've learned to take it as like, it, it's a, it's a weird acknowledgement. It's like a backhanded compliment. It's like they, they acknowledge you and they respect you, but they don't want to give you full accreditation for what you're doing. So they're going to, they're going to have a perception of you and take that, take what they want from that perception without effectively identifying everything as a whole. And so that's, that's, that's all it is, is just uh, selective identification of a person instead of just acknowledging them as a whole. And it's just frustrating because this is somebody that I, I care for. And so to have that, that selective recognition, it's, it's frustrating. That's all. Yeah, but still, it's a compliment. You just know, try to, it's a compliment. And um, even though they are not ready yet to see it, just say to yourself, I don't need their recognition. Yeah. to make you believe it and it's and you're being challenged because it's the you know the root of not not feeling good enough which is very it's a pain with which is reaching way back you know the timer so, goes down ah okay we're coming back well we, we See this, later. this is the this is the second segment uh what do you want to mm -hmm. closing thoughts what do you want to leave the audience with Keep flying here and far beyond fucking illusions. And this is my, this is my cosmic butterfly. And next time I'll talk about this. Okay. Keep flying. Oh, so powerful. <laughs> Thank you so much you for bringing your love. Okay. And take care. Um, take care. EJ, right? EJ. Yes, ma'am. I'll talk to you soon, Kalinda. Thank you for your bright love. Yes. Ciao. There she goes. You're good enough. I'll put her uh, information in the description bar below. What a powerful session. Um, this is why I talk with you guys, to help fix my mind right. And this is why for any single man out there, you need to go ahead and get yourself like a nice female because they help mitigate our baser tendencies. We don't know everything and it's okay to not be okay. But it's not okay to not be okay. Ask for help. We do it over here. You see, the, you see what we get. Uh, but I'm sorry to everybody else that, that wanted to join. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to do so. You guys saw my live therapy session with Belinda. I'll be sure to put her information in the description bar below. Uh, I'll save the radical spirituality for another time. Fantastic interview. Fantastic guests. I hope you guys join us again next week. Lord willing, coronavirus free. Uh, with a better attitude. Again, I'm sorry that I have to come before you guys all, all bristled and low-browed, but... You saw why. Uh, but yeah, I'll be back here again with you guys next week. Lord willing, coronavirus free, talking about these things and more. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth.